This podcast contains mature themes, coarse language, and hella spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. A man is terrorized by his partner's family. A woman is terrorized by her partner's family. We're talking in-laws today on Love and Horror. Happy Tuesday, Deanne. How's Tuesday? It's Monday, Tuesday today. It's Monday, Tuesday. It was a long weekend. Oh, see, I work for an American company, so I didn't even know it was a long weekend until, like, Wednesday afternoon. Or, oh, no, Wednesday. How about Sunday afternoon? <laughs> I didn't well, know until tomorrow that it was a long weekend last weekend. <laughs> well, it was. Okay. I went away and saw family. You saw kitties. I saw kitties. They were so sweet. And sheepies. Aww. And puppies. Jealous. And chickens and peacocks. Peacocks? Yes. Really? My aunt and uncle's farm, they have, like, almost every bird or fowl you can imagine. They have peacocks and um, a couple different kinds of ducks. Some that they call runner ducks that stand up on their back legs and they look like little people waddling around. They're so cute. And Do ducks have front legs that they also could run on when you say ducks run on their back legs? No, but, like... <laughs> on all fours, just galloping around. <laughs> yes. Okay. You've clearly seen many ducks. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I know what ducks Most are. ducks, like if you picture like a mallard or something, their feet are kind of like under oh, their okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. body, hor- like their body is horizontal. Yeah, yeah. Whereas these ones, they're like under their butt, so they stand up like tall. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah, they, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, they're super cute. Oh, oh. Uh, but yeah, so it's always fun to go play farm at my aunt and I uncle's bet. when I go see my family. So That's awesome. Um, yeah. And I have another long weekend this weekend just because I randomly took a day off. Yay! So. That's awesome. I like random long weekends. Yes. That's very fun. So, did you do anything exciting on the weekend, even though it wasn't a long weekend? Um, what did I do? I had my first in-person dance practice with my dance partner since, like, early February of 2020. Wow. That was the last, per- that was like, Valentine's Day of 2020 was the last time I danced in the same room as someone. And how did that feel? It was awesome. It was like, because we are we're like fairly out of practice. But yeah. we have a song that we want to perform later in the month. Oh, cool. And um, and I was like, okay, let's just like put on something fun and just like dance for a little bit though. Get the and wiggles out. Yeah, and we were dancing and I just like could not stop smiling. Like oh, we that's like screwed awesome. up a whole bunch and I was like, that sucks, but I'm having so much fun that's right now. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that's got to feel good. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, and then other than that, um, I started reading a book that I, like, can't put down, so I just started reading. Um, It's called The Frighteners by Peter Laws. Um, And when I first, I have, like, a whole bunch of books that I've downloaded from, like, Google where it's, like, a dollar or free or whatever. Mm, So I just, like, put them all on my tablet, and then I will go through it when I want to read something. And I keep seeing The Frighteners come up. And in my head, I keep thinking it's, like, the book that, like, that Michael J. Fox movie was based on, which... You might not know. Nope. <laughs> so, like, back... Ooh, do I see a Michael J. Fox episode? No, because I've actually never seen the oh, movie. Okay. But, like, back in, like, the 80s, when, like, Michael J. Fox was in, like, his heyday, 
he was in this movie called The Frighteners, which all I know is that it's about ghosts, and oh. I think maybe it's funny. <laughs> so I kept seeing this book come up on my tablet, and it's like, oh, that must be what that is. And then finally I just kind of like opened it up the other day, and I was like, oh, let's see what this is about. And it's actually um, this guy who's actually a, not a priest, but like a, a non-Catholic leader guy. <laughs> a reverend, a minister, a thing, Yeah. I was I was raised Catholic, so it's a it's a priest, it's a father. I don't know. I was raised nothing. <laughs> I was raised nothing. I was raised when I went through a phase in high school where I thought I wanted to go to church with my friends, yeah. and my dad asked me where I was going one Sunday morning, and mm-hmm. I said to church. His response was, "On purpose." <laughs> <laughs> Do you know you're going there? Yeah. So it's like so I have no more uh, <laughs> info okay. on this. Topic yeah, I, well, I think because he's British, he also calls himself a vicar. Oh, a vicar. So yes. I don't know what church. The church that I did briefly go to, uh, it was a pastor. Oh, okay. There you go. I don't know. I, I, I don't know all the differences. <laughs> I don't yeah. either. Um, but no, so this guy is uh, is a vicar, and he, <laughs> um, but he like loves horror films, and, like scary things. So he's kind of set out to like write this book to uh, kind of explore like why do we like being scared? Why do we love these like horrible images and scenes that we would never want to see in real life. Like, what is it about mm. horror that we love? And it's, like, really entertaining. Like, he's, like, I keep reading it, and it's like, I want to be friends with you, Peter. <laughs> like, you just seem pretty cool. Like, on his 40th birthday, he made his wife go to Transylvania with him. Cool. So they go on, like, this little, like, Dracula birthday thing. Oh, and it's like, awesome. this guy's awesome. I um, like him. It's so nice when you just stumble onto a book that, yeah. that captivates you like that. Um, I, on the other hand, am still reading the book that you lent me, maybe, what, two years ago now? I'll Be Gone in the Dark? Yeah. I'm not done yet? No. <laughs> Spoiler alert, they catch the guy. Oh, okay, good. Although, actually, good. I don't think that's in the book. No, they caught him after the book came out. Um, Spoiler alert to anyone else who hasn't read that and doesn't know anything about Joseph James D'Angelo. Last summer, when we went camping, I took it with us. Right, Yeah. And I have not picked it up since we got home. Good job. Yeah. That's good. I have about three books that are at about the same yeah. level. Yeah. yeah. I need to I need to put fucking TikTok down and pick up a goddamn book. But then TikTok will miss you. It will. Yeah. They'll be like, hey, come come look at us. We yeah. have new dances. We have no, I don't watch the dance. Put a finger down if you miss us. We have <laughs> <laughs> We have new puppies and lesbians. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Head of Bread Talk is making so many breads that you're not looking oh at right God, now. Oh my God, the bread. <laughs> um, yeah, ever since COVID started, I just like haven't been, like I haven't found a book that's really like held my attention. Mm. Like usually I read about 15 books a year. And in the last year, I've read like maybe three books, but two of them have been in the last month. Oh, really? So I've just kind of found a back into really the good group. ones. Yeah. And that's, you know what, I know that for myself too, I just need to pick up a book and start reading and I yeah. will get back into it because I do love the escape of reading. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, things like TikTok and stuff are so insidious that it's like, just one more, just one oh, more. Oh, absolutely. All of a sudden, oh, it's an hour past my bedtime. Maybe I'll read tomorrow night. And you get that video that comes up where it's like, whoa, you've been you've been looking at this for a long time. And I say, like, fuck you, get yeah, off my like, feet. You're not my mom's <laughs> right? wife. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm glad I'm not like the only person that that comes up for. Because I've mentioned it to a couple other people. Like, oh, did you get the guy that told you to get off TikTok? And people are like, no. There's a guy that comes up? There's a couple different ones. There's a guy that has this like super cheesy grin that I yeah. want to punch in the face oh, when okay. he comes up. And then there's another one who's like this 
cute, like, bubbly guy, and, and he, I'm like, okay, you can tell me what to do, but if you were the other guy. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, you're not my mom. Right. I'll stay up all night watching TikTok, I don't care. <laughs> well, today, we are going to talk about Get Out and Monster-in-Law. Two, um, wildly different <laughs> movies. Isometrically opposed, I believe, is the, uh, is the, is the phrase we can apply to that. Okay. Hey, it's Deanne in the editing bay also known as my couch, the word I was looking for is diametrically opposed, not isometrically opposed. Don't come for me. But still kind of a, a bit of a thread there's some, of... There's some overlaps. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Um, the, the loose theme was in-laws, but yeah. uh, one ends up becoming an in-law and one certainly does that. not. Yeah, and I feel like I could kind of see in both movies how at least when I'm discussing it um the issue of race will come up in both stories and so I do kind of just want to say like we are as much as I hate this word woke yeah but but we are just white ladies and we will inevitably you know get something wrong or whatever and yeah tell us yeah we're always open for uh you know a a conversation or anything like yeah yeah, let's 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 discuss things and we try our best but we're we're Learning, growing people, yeah, so... That's right, that's right. Disclaimer over. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're talking Monster-in-Law first? Yeah, let's do it. So did you know anything about Monster-in-Law before? I knew not a damn thing. Like, I couldn't picture, like, like that, like the box art or, like, the poster oh, or yeah. anything. I don't it's, even... It's very generic rom-com. Very. Like, I was looking at Jennifer Lopez's... IMDb, um, yeah. just to get the year that some of the movies came mm-hmm. out, and literally the the art for like there's at least three that it, I thought it was one and it's the other. Like they're so similar. Yeah, like I almost because I I wasn't able to get this from the library in time, so I had to get it from mm. uh, Google Movies, and I was like so close to downloading the Wedding Planner. Oh yeah, because it looked yeah. the exact same, and I was like, wait a second, nope. I think this is a different movie. So yeah, but I not knew, really. I mean, yeah. Um, so I knew that Jennifer Lopez. I don't even know if I knew Jennifer Lopez is oh, in okay. this. Like I, I just knew like Monster in Law. It's about a mother in law who is a monster. I, I it's literally, I, I knew not a damn thing about this movie. And that about sums it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Monster in Law came out in two thousand and five, and as we mentioned, it stars Jennifer Lopez and Michael Vartan. And I wrote that down from memory, and now I'm questioning if that's his le- or that's his first name. No, his last name for sure is Vartan. Okay. I think it's Michael. Okay. He was on Alias with Jennifer Garner. Okay. So there's a weird little tie-in where Jennifer Lopez used to, and I guess again now, is dating Ben Affleck. Oh, is she with Ben Affleck? Yeah. Okay. And Michael Vartan and... Jennifer Garner dated when they were making that show together, and now their exes are together. Weird. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Or were, or something. I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) there's some some random tie-in there. Um, So it stars those two and Jane Fonda, Mm -hmm. and it actually marks Jane Fonda's return to the biz after she, I guess, like, quote-unquote, retired in 1990. Wow, 1990. Yeah. So... um, yeah, between 1990 and 2005, she kind of was out of wow. the business. Oh, okay. Um, protesting things that she has no experience with. 
Oh, really? Oh, yeah. She's a big activist for, like, climate change and stuff. But okay. she gets... Re- and I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not a climate change denier. <laughs> I, uh, it's, it's a real thing. Yes. Living yes. in the major drought we're going through in yeah, Saskatchewan yeah. right now. And I mean, maybe I'm speaking out of turn. I haven't really researched a lot of what she stands for and stuff. Yeah. But the impression that I get is like, I'm a rich person uh, with every available to me in the world yeah. and I'm going to ride my private jet to Alberta to talk about the oil sands Ooh, and uh, protest them and tell everybody how they're doing the wrong thing when they you know can't afford to put food on their table oh um, man so that's yeah. not cool so she's a little controversial a little bit yeah uh anyway she yeah so she she was out of the business uh for all those years mm-hmm. um she was quoted as saying this is maybe a bit of a spoiler here mm-hmm. Uh, she was quoted as saying that she knew the script was bad. No. Really? <laughs> it's a bad script? I guess. <laughs> um, but she chose it for her return because lots of people would watch it because J-Lo was oh, in Oh, absolutely. It. Yeah. And I shall heretoforth be... Uh, is that a... Makes sense to me. Okay. Heretoforth. <laughs> be referring to her as J-Lo. Oh, yeah. My notes are full of J-Lo. Because you <laughs> know what? I watched this entire movie. Couldn't tell you what her character's name is. Charlie. Oh, she, okay. I didn't know that one. Because it's a cute, quirky name, oh, right? Yeah. Um, so this was a handful of movies in the early 2000s that starred J-Lo mm-hmm. that, um, you alluded to, uh, the wedding planner already. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all starred J-Lo as this, like, unlikely love interest. Like, yeah. and I mean, come on. Yeah. Right? Oh, who wants to date Jennifer yeah, Lopez? Geez, she's just so ugly and <laughs> not hot at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there was Made in Manhattan where she yep. played this Poor hotel yeah, maid. Yeah. Um, and through a series of zany events, yeah. um, a wealthy businessman falls in love with yeah. her. This the the whole the early two thousands were all about um no man can resist Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. See her for five minutes and you're gonna propose to her right away. Yeah. I mean, have you seen her though? Like can you blame I her? mean Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. She is gorgeous. She but is. And I mean, I know we don't watch rom-coms for the probability factor, yeah, but yeah. it's still, it's so funny that just the string of them that were so much the same. So Made in Manhattan, um, and then The Wedding Planner, yep. where she plays the titular wedding planner who yep. helps everybody else find their happily ever after, but will she ever get hers? Yeah. Um, spoiler, she does. Do you want to know a really shameful secret? You've seen The I've Wedding seen- Planner? I've seen that, and I've seen Made in Manhattan. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know. And but even you know, in the wedding planner, like it's still an unlikely pairing because the man that falls that can't resist the spell of Jennifer Lopez is um, the groom that she's helping to get married. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, obviously, you said you've seen it, so you know this. But I don't remember any for of anybody else's benefit. Um, and then there's one called The Backup Plan. Have you ever heard of that? I think I've heard of it. I'm not going to make you watch it. Thank you. Uh, she plays a unlucky in love, quirky woman who um, decides she wants to have a baby. So she goes through artificial insemination. I've seen that movie too. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. And, and then, of course, just after finding out she's... The insemination was successful. She meets the man of her dreams. Yes. And calamity ensues. Oh. And so, yeah, they're all just, like, slightly different versions of 
Yeah. The, yeah. the next. And in all of them, she plays somebody who is quirky in one way yeah. or another. And you can't see me air quoting quirky. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, a, an eccentric artist or um, a free spirit. Yeah. Or like in the case of the wedding planner, she's a very like high strung, buttoned up, yeah. straight laced. But yeah. she's still got all these little quirky habits. Mm-hmm. Like, like... Um, just the specific way she eats her dinner and stuff. And yeah. like, it's all, it all can be described as quirky. Yeah. In my humble opinion. <laughs> um, they were all very formula movies. Oh yeah. And actually I, the thing that made me think of Monster-in-Law, um, I mean, it fit the, the, the theme. Yeah. But the movies were picked before the theme, let's be honest. That's true. Yeah, we picked the, movie, the movies and it's like, what theme what, can we throw what, on this? What can we shoehorn this yeah, into? Yeah. But this, to me, was like such a formula movie. Oh, yeah. Like um, the unlikely pairing, the disapproving, overbearing parent, the gay best friend, yes. the sardonic, aromantic, black hair, blunt bangs, best friend. Yeah. Um, the funny black sidekick. Yeah. Uh, the happily ever after. Yeah. So it's all very formula. Yes. That's why I picked it. So I'll okay. turn it over to you. What okay. did you... <laughs> do I want to know what you thought of it? Wow. I do. Because let me tell you, I... I'm just going to keep cutting you off and not letting yeah, you actually please, talk. Yeah, no, please. No, that's fine. <laughs> It'll be the Laura show today. It's totally this fine. Welcome to Laura and Horror. Um, <laughs> I have probably watched this like two or three times over the years, generally in like a, it's on TV and there's nothing else to watch and I have it on in the background kind of thing. I mean, you can always paint the wall and watch the wall dry. Yeah. So, you know, Um, if you ever need something to watch again. But I rewatched it last night (laughs) too. And, and like you said, you know, we couldn't get this one in time from the library. Yeah. Of all of the movies we've watched so far, this one was the hardest one for me to track down. Yeah. The first one that I actually had to pay to see. Yeah. Yeah. And, and boy, what, I'm what? glad yeah. I paid to see oh, it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so even though I have seen it a couple times in the past, it's been a really long time. And yeah. watching it again last night, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, Deanne. <laughs> like, it is really, like, it's not a good movie. No. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Yeah, it, it is definitely. I'm, I'm glad we agree. I would hate for you to come in and be like, did you love it? Because I love this movie. It was movie. my I love favorite. It so much. Yeah. Uh, oh, and... Uh, do you want to hear the Rotten Tomatoes score now or after you give your... I want to guess and then you tell me. Okay. Okay. I'm going to guess that the Rotten Tomatoes score is five. It's a little higher than that. Okay. But not a lot. <laughs> um, it has an 18% Oof. fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. It's pretty rotten. And I'm just going to read you the first review. Yeah. If you are looking for a film with depth and character development... Monster-in-Law is probably not the film for you. Yep. I would agree with that. I mean, he does say, still, I couldn't help but enjoy most of the slapstick situations. Oh. And maybe that's where I differ with this. Uh, this is Michael Compton from Bowling Green Daily News. Oh, well. It was just the first one that yeah, came up, and yeah. I'm like, I don't need to go any further than yeah. that. Um, I'm not a big fan of slapstick. No, so, no. So maybe that's why it didn't sit well with me either. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm not typically a slapstick fan yeah yeah not good all right your turn okay well so I like put this movie in or I not I, I I turned it on I didn't like put it into a VCR or anything a VCR yeah <laughs> that's what I uh, I got the old reel-to-reel setup and 
Um, As I if watched... people didn't already know how old we were. Yeah, being. right. Tell me you're over forty years old without telling me you're over forty years old. <laughs> Just barely over forty, though. I should uh, also clarify. Um, yeah, so I turned it on, and the credits came up right away, and I was like, oh, God, it's just, it's going to be so, I, oh, I don't want to watch it. And then the credits came up, and I saw Adam Scott and Wanda Sykes, and I was like, okay, I'm in. I'm, I'm on board. They are the redeeming. Uh, I love Adam Scott so much. I do, too. He's yeah. so good. And Wanda Sykes is so funny, too. So I was like, okay, fine, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you a chance. And half of J-Lo's, like, wardrobe, I noticed, like, starting with the first scene and going on, is a dress over jeans. Yes. And I was Because like, that's quirky. It's quirky. And then I was like, that's so ridiculous. And then I kind of looked at when it was made and I was like, yeah, I was basically wearing that. When I was in design school, I would always wear like jeans with just like a random like remnant of fabric that was like, usually it was um, like, oh, like velveteen or like crushed velvet. Oh, and yeah, I yeah. would just kind of like almost like safety pin it around my hip. So I almost had this little like kind of like velveteen or stretch velvet, like crushed velvet is what it was. Um, it was almost like a mini skirt that went over yeah. like my flared jeans and then like a t-shirt over that. I wore much crushed velvet and maybe not so much the like early 2000s, but definitely the late 90s. Yeah. There was there was much crushed velvet. Yeah. Happening. And then, you know, you kind of get older and you're like, I will never wear crushed velvet again. And then I started belly dancing, and it's like, so all our tops are crushed velvet, and I was like, great, let's, let's do it. So um, this movie, like, it started out, like, almost one of the first scenes. I should have just been like, okay, like, there's not a lot of forethought going into this film. It's just like, take these cookies, or take these cookie cutters, just go stamp, 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 throw them into a film. And put J-Lo in it, because she's yeah, hot. Yeah, yeah. I do genuinely love J-Lo. I, I do, too. I love her so much. Yeah, she's... Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you seen Hustlers? No. It's so good. I, it's it's I on my list, love though. It. I'd like to. It's on, like... It's on some kind of streaming service mm. that you have, I know. So you should definitely check it out. I, I really loved it. Um, but she's, like, sitting at the cafe or at the beach or whatever, and she's reading her horoscope, and it says, like, love is right in front of you. And then the dog barks at, like, the hot guy, and she's like, oh, could it be that? It's yeah. Like, God, like, how dumb do you think we are? That's some, some serious cheese factor. I've got a couple notes that I'll tell you after yeah. your summary, too, of, of the particularly cheesy ah, nature okay. of this, in my opinion. And then I had to think, is it just, like, a trope in romantic comedies? Because this... Yes. I don't know what it is, but, but yes. Because this also happened in Notting Hill, where you're getting coffee, and you just bump into a person, and it's like, oh, I, I spilled there, I almost spilled coffee on you. It's like, is that the only way people meet in movies? It, it, it's it's definitely a, a popular way to meet people. Um, even before COVID, when I was trying to keep my dis, you know, now that we have to keep our social distance yeah. or whatever, even before that, you would never catch me close enough to another human right? being in a coffee shop to bump into them. Yeah. Like, I'm aware of my surroundings, yeah. and I don't want to be near people. Except, yeah, like, just back up <laughs> a little bit, please and thank you. So then, you know, she bumps into this guy with the coffee, that, which is the same hot guy that, uh, that she saw running on the beach, so it must be her love. He's right in front of her. Yeah. Fate. Yeah. And then later, you know, because she's kind of like, oh, I have to go. I, I almost bumped into you. Oh, goodbye. I'm so quirky. Oh, I'm leaving. <laughs> and then later she's walking her, like, millions of dogs that she takes care of, one of her 20 different jobs that she does. Yeah. And the same old 
boy just shows up and he's like, oh, I, I brought you a coffee. He's like, you never called me back, so I brought coffee to you. I'm sorry, are you stalking this woman? Because once again, in any, like, romantic comedy, run away, main female character. Yep. He's stalking you. <laughs> like, That's actually one of the comments that I have about the cheese factor. Yeah. It's in that same scene, though, so I'm going to let you go a little bit further and okay. see if you... Um, I don't know if I have... Oh, and then, you know, there was somewhere else, I think it was in the same scene, where, um... She was like, oh, why Why are you, like, being so nice to me? Like, I, you know, you don't have any interest in me. You're gay, aren't you? And he was like, I'm not gay, and I'll prove to you I'm not gay. I'll watch sports and ignore you. And it's like, okay, yeah, because that's the only way to be a straight man is sports and football and my nagging wife. Huh? Yeah, like, nag-nag. Oh, could you be um, any grosser? So in that scene where he brings her the the coffee, the way that she decides to give him a chance and yeah. she asks him what color are my eyes oh, and he goes on this like paragraph long right? um description yeah. of how her eyes are this and this light and but but they actually are this but really and first of all that's so cheesy but my note is exactly the same that it's like okay calm down buddy you've known right? her for five fucking minutes this is actually yeah. just kind of creepy yeah like are you stalking her like MySpace, because there was Facebook yet, but, like, did you, like, stalk her, like, MySpace, and, like, do you have pictures, like, blown up, like, life-size pictures in your house of her, because... With red strings. Right? Yeah, like, the whole, like, Charlie Day thing, where it's, like, a string here, and it goes here, and then it comes here. It's, like, it's... You're yeah. not safe, girl. Before Get out of there. And that's... Turns out she wasn't. Well, yeah, but, like, I feel like... They didn't build up their relationship enough. Very much. To the point yeah. where I couldn't tell you what his fucking name is. Shit. See? Yeah. He doesn't have one. He's just he's just stand in husband. Josh. Josh? Nope. Maybe. I don't know. That's a that's a very like generic name. Generic dude name. Yeah. yeah. Josh. <laughs> but yeah, like they're like, you know, I feel like you didn't even really get to see them go on a date. Yeah, it's just all it's of like a sudden. They went out for coffee and then they were chatting, and then it's like, now you're moving into my house. And it's like, what? Like, there's zero chemistry between those two. Oh, Absolutely not. It just was fate. And then, like, she's only known him for a few months when they move in. Yeah. And then, and just at that point, she's asking about his mom. Right? Like, I feel like I'd want to meet the mom before I moved in. Or at least, like, known something about the mom. Not, yeah. like, just, like, okay, I haven't met you yet, but, oh, I hear you're, like, a big famous talk show host or something. Who is a little bit insane, but, like... Just a little. Kevin. Dr. Kevin Fields. Dr. Kevin Fields. Thank you, Google. Yeah. But, like, I don't know, just the mom is, like... I can't quite put my finger on what it is I hate about that character. I mean, obviously the mom is, like, fucking crazy and awful and I don't want to be around her at all. But there's just something about the way she's, like, characterized where it's like, I hate everything about this. Yeah. It's like... Like, her craziness is, like, off the charts. Very... Uh, I don't even I don't even know how to put it into words. Like, so improbable. And I know that it's a movie and you're... It's not supposed to be reality, but it is very, like, 
over the yeah. top. Very, the whole movie is quite, like, overacted. Yeah, and, and over the top. It's like, we don't need any um, catering for Ms. Fonda, because she's chewing all the scenery right. around here. So she's, <laughs> she's good. Um, when they show the mom's house at first, when they're first, like, going to the mom's house to, like, meet her that weekend or whatever, when, she, when he eventually proposes to yeah, Halo. Yeah, yeah. They do kind of like overhead shots of her house and stuff. And it's like, I think that's the same house that they're using for Jennifer, for, for J-Lo's apartment. Just like oh, a different angle. It looks the exact same thing to the could point be. where I was like, oh, they're back at her apartment. Oh, that's the mom's house. Okay. Oh, it just felt the exact same to me hmm. where it's like, let's save money. We've already uh, split our budget in half for the script. Let's also, <laughs> let's also <laughs> save some more money here. And uh, just use the same apartment and just film it differently and make it look like a mansion. I mean, makes sense. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. It's just the thing that I, it's the thing that I noticed. So don't move in with someone after knowing them for a few months, but sure as hell don't marry them. Like, just all of a sudden it's like, hey, you want to marry me? I've had this ring in my pocket for a while. Yeah. Again, Jennifer. You haven't known her for a while. Danger. Get out of there. He's got a basement and you are not safe in it. But he's a rich doctor. This is every girl's dream. That's all anybody ever wants, right? Yeah, just someone to take care of them and tell them what to do. And Yeah. Um, so then they finally, they get engaged and his mom just goes cuckoo bananas. <laughs> and I don't understand. I don't, like, I just don't get the whole trope where it's like, my my boy is getting married, so I must go crazy and hate everything about this yeah. woman. Like, there's nobody ever that's ever going to be good enough. Right? Yeah. And even... Like, you would think that that you just want your kid to be happy, right? Yeah. And, and maybe if there are red flags that this person is not going to make them happy, yeah. but, like, maybe actually give your adult child some agency over their own exactly life yeah and like charlie is see i call her charlie not j-lo she's like <laughs> the sweetest person like she is so lovely yeah. in, this, in this movie and and jane fonda just instantly is like nope i hate her she's awful yeah i gotta find dirt on her yes yeah, yeah. but um so after she's like lost her mind and i think it's after they like leave or whatever then she gets all rich white lady, and she's like, I need to smudge with this, like, piece of yes. abalone and the, and yeah. the, uh, and the, the feather. feather. And she's, like, so she's doing that, and she's praying to the Holy Spirit, and it's like, well, you're either praying or you're smudging. Like, yeah, yeah pick yeah. a spirituality, you know, road and go down it. Just pick <laughs> one, though. And in the middle of all that, she called J-Lo a slut. Yes! In, in her prayer or whatever. And well, and then there's a moment later too where Ruby calls, like Wanda Sykes' yeah. character calls Jane Fonda's character a slut too. Oh, does like she? Like close to the end okay. of the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When she's moving her out of, um, out of Charlie and Kevin's house, and she's packing up all her luggage, and they have this fight at the car, and she says, and has her little, "I'm tired of everything." Yeah. Uh, they. Decide to go for a drink or something. Yeah, and she yeah. just randomly says, yo, old slut, as she's getting <laughs> in the car. And I'm like, oh, that didn't age yeah, well. right? Yeah. I mean, even back then, that was yeah. not... Uh... But I feel like there's actually a couple of places in here where Jane Fonda refers to J-Lo as a slut. And it's like... Yeah, it seems to be a word that's that's freely used yeah, in this movie. And, sure. it's and it's just, just 
weird because it's like that's the woman your husband is in love with. Yeah. And it's not like he picked up like a sex worker who like tricked him into marriage. Like she's she's like I mean not that you know it'd be wrong to marry a sex worker, but you know, it's like yeah. like she's like a you know, just this lovely woman that he met and, and he, he pursued and her. He, yes. And it's like just to be just to, just to like cast her off as oh just that slut my yeah. my, my my boy wants to marry. It's like Come on. Yeah. Come on. I have no um no precedent to pin that on her with, yeah, right? Like, yeah. And then when she's not kind of referring to her as like a slut or whatever, she keeps referring to her as a temp because she doesn't yes, have like yeah. a real job. She has like 20 little kind of like tempy jobs. Yeah. And so many times when she's like that temp, I feel like she really like they've written her in a way that they want to take out the word temp. And put in a word that would be a slur for a Hispanic woman. Yeah. Because there was one part where she said, my son, the brilliant surgeon, is going to marry that. And then she says, temp. And I was like, she's going to say something awful. Oh, God. Oh, she just said temp. Okay. Because I feel like if she was like a real person. Yeah. Yeah. And she does that a couple of times where I'm like, "Oh, oh, oh, no. And absolutely, if this were a real life thing. That's her concern with this whole thing yes. is that she's ethnic. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, let's be Absolutely, honest. That, yes. That is why she yeah, is. Yeah, uh, like her, her beautiful rich son cannot marry like uh, a Latina woman. Yeah. Yeah, that's she's not good enough for her for her son. Just like everything she's doing is just like, oh, to get this poor woman. Like, it's yes. to get J-Lo. Yeah. It's just so, like, she's just so cruel. Like, she invites her to this big um, engagement party. And she calls it a barbecue. Yeah. And then she makes it a black tie affair. And then, yeah, gives her the dress that she knows isn't going to fit yeah. her. And just and, sets and then, her up for failure over and over. And, like, Charlie and Kevin rock up to this party looking, like, lovely Adorable. and casual. Yeah. And Viola's got a fucking sorry on. Right? With a turban? Right? Like, what are you, Viola? Like, how many different kinds of culture do you want to appropriate today <laughs> All in, in of this them. one movie, right? There's another specific one I'm thinking of later in the movie, oh, yeah? too, when okay. she's living with the with Charlie and Kevin. Okay. Oh, oh, she's got the she's got the, the fingernails from like from a tie, Yeah, from and a like this dance. headdress kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she sneaks up on J Lo and, and then I don't know if you noticed, but did you notice what Charlie was watching? It was some sort of horror movie, but I didn't catch which it was. She was watching Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, okay. So I feel I feel like the fingernails was like a kind of a callback oh, to, okay. to uh to Freddie. Well, uh, I then was that's say Freddie when Mercury, Freddie Krueger. <laughs> then we have to give them like one point for for clever writing, but yes, that's about yeah, it. that's that's about all they get. Yeah. So um, one thing I love that is you know like a lot of this movie we're kind of saying like that didn't age well and that yeah, didn't age yeah. well. But um, when they go to that lunch where Jane Fonda's like officially gonna like be like I'm taking over this I'm gonna make you crazy and yeah, like you know yeah. I'm gonna like plan this whole wedding and like here's go crazy. your peach binder yeah, yeah. oh my god. Did your mom ever do crafts in the 80s where she made binders like that? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I definitely have. Photo binders. albums. Yeah. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we definitely have with like the puffy thing. With, like, Quilted lace. photo yes. albums with lace oh trim. My God. Oh my I can God. picture one specific one. It might even still be in my parents' house that yeah. was like this blue calico, like blue, dusty blue with little dusty pink flowers yep. and ivory yeah. stripes. 
Like, I can see it in yeah. my head. I have one, like, all about me, and it was all, like, white and had this, like, little, like, white kind of lace, like, thing around, like, the picture frame yeah. in the front. And it's a picture from, like, my first communion. So it's, like, me in this little white dress and this little white book and <laughs> just a little bride of Christ. Oh, the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So one thing I did love, though, with, you know, a lot of things not aging well, this one part where she said, like, oh, well, we'll get, like, this person to do your dress or whatever. And she's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to make my own dress. And she said um, something about how, you know, she wants to make the dress so it'll, like, it'll be exactly what she wants kind yeah. of thing. And she's like, I'm making the dress to fit my body, not the other way around. Yes. And it's like, yeah, like, that's a thing that you would expect to hear now, but back yeah, then. Yeah, Because she was, um... We keep saying back then, and it's like, it was 2005. I mean, that's still, like, 16 years. It and is, I feel yeah. like time moves a lot faster now. Yeah, than, that's you true. Know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, se- like, it does seem like a long time ago, but... It, yeah, in, in, in some respects, it feels so long ago, and then some... It feels like that was five minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just because I want to be 25 again. Yes. Although I really don't, but I'll take like yeah. 30. I'll take 30. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there we go. I've got that figured out. We're both 30. <laughs> Woo! Um, yeah, but because she was like wanting to eat a burger and, and Viola yes, was yeah. like, well, I don't know. You, you want to fit into a dress? dress. Yeah. It's like, I'm making this dress fit my body. It's like, yes. But she does bring up several points in this movie, something about her butt. Like, oh, just like, yeah. Oh, I like hit that with my butt, or like, I gotta make this like fit my butt. And it's like, we know your butt is insured for a million dollars. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's a good butt. Oh, it's, though. it's a good butt, yeah. Um, I just wrote in capital letters, calm down, Viola. Just back off. Like, yeah. just, ugh, just like get out of here. Like, let her plan her own wedding. And if she needs help, get help. But like, yeah. just. Just go away. But I think that was the whole thing too, was that she didn't actually want to help plan the wedding. She, no, just, she wanted, just wanted to like, ruin she, Well, things. she wanted to to do exactly what she did, which was make J-Lo yell at her. Yes. So then she could fake a oh, God. anxiety attack. Yeah. And, yeah. Like it was all very calculated. Yeah. J-Lo was like lovely and whimsical, but at, up to that point, almost to the point of like flightiness. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know. I don't care. I'm just, you know, I'm just having, I'm just going with the flow. Blah, blah, blah. And then finally, I was so happy when she was like, no, like, yeah. uh, if I need your help, I will ask for it, but I don't want a horse-drawn carriage or um, this or that. Actually, that was when I was watching it last night, something that I picked up on too, that I'm like, that is something I cannot do in my life. I'm such a pushover that like to, to just stand up for yourself and say, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and not worry that you're hurting that other person's feelings. That is a lesson I could learn from this. For sure. If there's one takeaway from this movie, that that would yes. be my, like... Yeah. Yeah, I know. That, that's, like, super hard. Okay, so then I wrote... Um, I said, uh, good for J-Lo for saying no, but boo to Viola for gaming her. And then I was like, was that doctor paid to say Viola needed home care? And then later in the movie, it's like, yeah, that's not even a doctor. That's an actor. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was just, like, classic narcissist. I do, I like that aspect of it, too. Yeah. I, I like that, the, like, the reveal of that and stuff, Yeah, too. I, yeah, and then he's, like, he, like, shows up as, like, a guest, but then he wants to, like, serve the bust wine. Bust the table. And, and, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, when she comes out of the hospital and she goes home with Charlie and Kevin, why is she in a wheelchair? If you had an anxiety attack, why are you in a wheelchair, Viola? And I feel like this shows a little bit of like the codependent relationship between 
Kevin and mm. Viola too, uh-huh. because he's pushing her in in the wheelchair. This man is a doctor. He's like a, hey, yeah. a surgeon or yes. something. Like, I feel like he should be able to pick up on some signs that maybe something isn't quite right. Yeah. And he is like over the top protective of her. Uh-huh. Like pushes it on Charlie to yeah. take care of her and stuff and and completely oblivious to the manipulation that's going on. Yeah. And it's like, come on, you've got to be a smart guy. Like, you've got to yeah. see this. And ugh, I know I keep saying this, but it's like, it's all I know. It's all to facil- facilitate the movie. Yeah. But, but that annoyed me that I'm like, he, he's a doctor. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, she's in a wheelchair and he's just like, yep, that seems about right for an anxiety attack. Like, yeah. Come on, buddy. And then, like... Minutes later, she's in the house and walking around and like... Yeah. 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 It's like when my mom had uh, open heart surgery like years ago, I was in... uh, It happened kind of like right before Christmas break. So I was in school, but then I came home like just at Christmas break and kind of hung out with her the whole time. And we lived in um, a townhouse. So we had like the main floor and then like the bedrooms and the bathrooms were upstairs. And then there was a basement that was just like an unfinished basement. And anytime I was home that, that break, if there was something mom needed from the basement, she'd be like, oh, like, can you go downstairs and get that for me? Just, you know, cause I'm like not feeling good, yeah. or, you know, recovering or whatever. I was like, yeah, no problem. I go down. And then it wasn't until like a few days in when Ronnie was like, why are you always like running downstairs to get something? And I was like, well, mom just had surgery. Like I'm helping. And she's like, the bedrooms and the bathroom were upstairs. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I never yeah, that. she can do this. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I remember when your mom had that surgery. I yeah. didn't know you at that time, but she was my boss oh, at that yeah, time. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so then I just like kind of writing the same thing here, where she is just pathological. Like, just what the fuck? She's like asking all these questions of Charlie, and she says, "Are you currently an illegal alien?" Yeah. You thinly veiled racist, I wrote. Like, yeah, not even thinly veiled. Yeah, like, like all the things you could ask. Like, to specifically ask someone, and I believe J-Lo is of, like, Mexican descent. So to ask someone of Mexican descent. I think descent, she's Puerto Rican. Oh, is she? I oh, think okay. so. I'm not sure. Either way. But, like, not either way. They're, they're, they're yeah, different yeah. people. Like, but, like, both, whether it's Puerto Rican or Mexican, they're both places that are kind of... Um, you know, it's it's kind of always in the news, like they're always like coming over the border, like those those specific yes, cultures. Yeah. So for her to say, "Are you an illegal alien?" It's like, come on, like do you, do you have to do you have to put that in the movie? Yeah, that's just gross. Yeah, um, I do love that J Lo finally starts to like play dirty back. Yes, and she you know she kind of and she does it so well. She does, yeah, but you know at the same time don't stoop to her level like because then it just becomes crazy bitches being crazy bitches right. and aren't all bitches just crazy bitches know? be crazy bitches be crazy and that just is kind of disappointing and it's just so like slapstick because then they get into like a slapping fight yes. and it's like the worst slapping fight ever it's like so obvious they are coming nowhere near each other when they're hitting each yes. other like come on and it just went on for like a while it's like you both get, like, a slap in and then move on. Like, don't just keep slapping each other. Yeah. Um. Oh, but then uh, Kevin's grandma is no better because they're at the wedding and she refers to J-Lo as the exotic Latina. Yes. And I think she even kind of puts that, like, that sauce on, on the Latina. Yep. And it's like, grandma, come on. Like, you see where we're, like, 
Viola gets it from, like, because she's crazy, and she hated everyone that Viola yeah. married. Like, it's just... Now you're just doing what... Yeah, uh, like, maybe we can break the cycle here. Okay, I'm going to cut in with another quick little Google. Yes. Uh, Jennifer Lopez is of Puerto Rican descent, but she was born in New York City. Oh, okay. I knew that she was born in New York City, because she's Jenny from the block. Right. Yeah. Well, I knew she was Jenny from the block, but she could have moved to the block. This right? is true. This is true. Anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. The more you know. The more you do 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 yeah. Um, and I found it like I watched this after. Um, you're singing Jenny from the Block now, aren't you? I'm still, I'm still Jenny, Jenny from, from the Block. block. <laughs> I used to have a little, now I have a lot. I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the Block. From the Living Color to on the Six. Oh my goodness, you know a lot more of it than I, I do. I enjoy Jennifer. I just Lopez. know. Don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the block. I work with a woman whose name is Jenny, and our old boss used to always call her Jenny from the block. <laughs> she was like, come to her desk, and she'd be like, Jenny from the block, what's up? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, You're welcome for that little singing yeah, interlude, by yeah. the way. Um, for everything that you guys had to hear, multiply that by 10, and that's my life with Laura. Just everything is a song. Everything. Everything. I was trying to think of a song that might have had the word everything in it that I could like. Tie <laughs> I know in, I'm failing like, here. Mm, what is? Mm, I don't know. I watched this after I had rewatched Get Out. I kind of watched like Get Out one day and then I watched this the next day. So I was really drawing like some parallels, um, kind of not on purpose, just kind of mm-hmm. they, they came up here. And one thing that really reminded me of Get Out was the the main character, whether it's. Um, Jennifer Lopez in this movie, or uh, Chris in Get Out. Mm-hmm. Um, the only VIPOC uh, person, uh, Black Indigenous person of color, yeah. in the room, aside from the help. You yes. Know? So it's kind of they're they're in this situation, and they're like the only person that looks like them. And if we want to get even further, and they're also both parentless. Yes. Or did Chris have, his dad was still around? His dad or? wasn't around. He said he never knew his dad. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. Both. Yeah. Yeah. They're just kind of this like poor wretch of a... Orphan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. So I found that kind of interesting. Um, so I feel like the whole movie wrapped up very quickly. Like we're, we're fighting and you have to wear, you know, she comes in and, and Viola's wearing a fucking white dress. Yeah. A wedding dress, essentially. Yeah. And, and, you know, and then they have a fight, and then J-Lo's about to call off the wedding, and then it's like, no, there's only five minutes left in the movie, so we have to bring it all together. I kind of feel like the whole movie is like that, where it moves from, like, the, through the acts very yeah. quickly without a lot of backstory or build-up or whatever. And that's why I feel like, like Charlie and Kevin don't have any chemistry, because we never really see them on screen a whole lot. He goes from stalking her... To moving in. Yeah. You know, they don't get to have, like, some, like, nice, like, romantic first date or anything. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, and they're all like, oh, this is, you know, Viola's like, I'll be good, I'll be good. Like, um, I've got it out of my system. I'm, I'm totally fine. Yeah. And it's like, no. Bullshit. Can you imagine what it's going to be like when they have kids? Yep. Like, she is just going to be absolutely awful, and they are just in for a lifetime of abuse. That's my other note that I had about the, the cheesiness of it. So the, the big cheesy, cheesy, cheesy moments that I um, that I kind of picked out of the movie were the one about the eyes and the, like, that we talked about earlier with oh, the yeah, color yeah, of yeah, her yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. On and on and on about, and she's like, I would have I accepted brown. Yeah. 
And then the the speech that J-Lo or Charlie gives Viola at the end where she's like, and you will be present yeah. for... It's like just so... So cheesy. Yeah, because I feel like she's saying that, but then in her head, she's like, I don't want you there for everything. Yeah. Like, you're just going to ruin it and make me mad. Yeah, I just need you to stop fucking up my day. Yeah, yeah, like, just chill the fuck out. <laughs> like, you have to have a pretty good, like, prescription for, you know, Valium or something. Right. Just fucking take one, lady. Um, even the the uh, Ruby, Wanda uh-huh. Sykes, when Charlie's giving that speech, yeah. she's listening in and she says oh the girl can give a good speech and it's like almost pointing out how cheesy yeah, it is right it's like yeah we get it okay so um that is my those are my thoughts on this movie um and when you first came in today before we started recording i did tell you that this is my lowest rated movie of our of our podcast yet i give it two peach bridesmaids dresses out of ten <laughs> I wouldn't probably give it too much more. And and the two uh the two uh dresses, like the like the reason I have it two is like Adam Scott and Wanda Sykes. Yeah. And maybe, you know, and then J Lo too, because J Lo is lovely. I do genuinely like her. Yeah. But uh, you know, Fair story storyline, plot, acting, dialogue, no stars for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree. Yeah. <laughs> so we can still be friends. Fair. talk about Get Out. Did you know anything about Get Out coming coming into it? I actually did. Okay. This is, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Get Out is the movie that so far I've known the most oh, about cool. going okay. into it. Um, and I don't know if that was a good thing. I feel like it might have jaded my mm. score at the end a little oh, okay. bit. Okay, yeah. Uh, because there were some things that I knew were coming it all came together in a much, I don't even know if it came together in a much different way than I was mm-hmm. expecting, but there were, there was lots of unexpected stuff yeah. within it. Cool. Um, and it's maybe too smart for me. <laughs> okay. There is a lot of symbolism that like, even when I watched it the second time, I was like, I know I'm supposed to take something out of this. Like, I even like paused it a few times and I'm like. I kind of felt like Winnie the Pooh, like, think, think, think. Yeah. What is, what is, what are they, what there are they There are a few here? things that I'm like, I'm sure, and actually that's a lot of my notes, is mm. like, I feel like this is significant. Yeah. Some of them it, it resolves, and yeah, you can yeah, see yeah, where yeah. it's significant. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple things that, that I don't know if they ever yeah. did resolve. Okay. Um, I watched a YouTube video before this podcast was a yeah. twinkle in our eye, <laughs> yeah. um, that was... Jordan Peele uh, talking about some of the fan theories about the movie. Ah, yeah. So I actually, from that, and I didn't really even remember watching that when I watched the movie, but then as I was watching it, I'm like, oh, kind of these things were coming to me. So, yeah, um, yeah so even like right up to kind of, not not the ending ending. Yeah. Um, I've heard lots of, like, I know that there are lots of fan theories about the ending. Yeah. And the ending didn't leave me wondering about, oh, okay. you know, yeah. like, anyway, there's one I, fan theory that I'll talk about that, yeah. that I, that, that is one that Jordan Peele said, 
No, well, that's a good thought, but no, it okay. wasn't. Um, I have I have thoughts about the ending too. So okay. That'll be good. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so I did know quite a bit about the plot of it going yeah. in. It was so publicized. It was so yeah. um like kind of genre bending almost, yes, or yes, you know, like yeah. it was it was talked about a lot. So. Yeah. Um, not necessarily going to get into a ton of the specifics yeah. of what I did know, but I did know okay. some stuff. Some stuff. Some stuff. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that uh, Get Out is a 2017 movie. It was uh, written and directed by Jordan Peele, who is known for his comedic work yeah. with uh, Key and Peele. Um, did you ever watch that? I've watched some. I know the A.A.R.O.N. and skits. And <laughs> it is so funny. It's like, so good. I don't like sketch comedy because Saturday Night Live has ruined me for that. Like, I just don't find it funny yeah. at all. But I just, like, every once in a while would catch it on TV. And it is, they're so funny. They're, they're I very love funny. them. Um, so it is a uh, Bloomhouse production. Um, they were the production company that... Uh, produced this production, <laughs> uh, which you will probably uh, get used to that name because I am a really big fan of Blumhouse works. Okay. Um, I feel like some people are either like, oh, I hate their their movies or like, I really love it. I feel like a lot of horror that's coming out right now that I'm enjoying is Blumhouse. So we'll probably see a lot more uh, Blumhouse films. Good to know. Um, it stars Daniel Kal- Kaluuya. I'm not, I've, I haven't ever heard his name pronounced out loud mm. before, but it's uh, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, Allison Williams, Bradley Whitfield, Bradley Whitford, my handwriting is good, <laughs> um, and Catherine Keener. So I all, love Catherine Keener. Yes, and I, I love Bradley Whitford, yes. too. He is yeah. awesome. Um, he's also in another horror film that I might, it's on kind of like my short list, so oh, okay. we might, uh, we might <laughs> pull it out at some time. Um, it had a budget of only $4.5 million, which is impressive, I think. I, I read that, too, somewhere along yeah. the line, Yeah, it was quite a... Low budget. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess it all really, like, for the most part, took place in one, one, one yeah. house. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but it went And I think t- it was actually a house, not, like, a set or anything. Oh, okay. So. I didn't find information I mean, about that. So, I, I just know. assumed, I guess. Yeah, it, it does look very, like, for the most part, very much, like, it took place there. Yeah. 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 Um, and, but it went on to make $255 million worldwide. Wow. So, you know, it did okay for itself. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, it is probably the most commercially and critically successful film we will handle in on the horror side of this podcast because mm. it um, it has a Rotten Tomato score of ninety eight percent, wow, and a Metacritic score of eighty five out of a hundred. Like it is just, I don't want to say universally loved, but yeah. it's yeah, it it kind of I feel is what started this this kind of modern ish trend mm. of like the like the elevated horror. Yeah, yeah. and there does seem to be. A lot of it in the last yeah, few years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's where I feel like, that's why I feel like I'm not smart enough for it, because mm-hmm. I liked it, mm-hmm. but I know that people, like, lost their minds for mm-hmm. it, and I didn't okay. feel that. And maybe it's because I'm not a horror fan, maybe it is because I didn't pick up enough of the symbolism and stuff. I yeah. don't know. I Yeah, I, I, I liked it, uh-huh. but... Um, yeah, I wasn't like, yeah. oh my god, that blew my mind yeah. at the end or anything. Yeah, okay. Well, there's one aspect of it that kind of I don't want to say not roll my eyes, but I no. was just was like, really? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, they, it did win one Academy Award. Um, Jordan Peele won the award for best original screenplay, and he was the 
first black winner to ever receive that, or oh. the first black person to ever win uh, Best Original Screenplay. Well, good for him. Yeah. Um, only four people in the past have ever even, only four black people in the past have ever even been nominated for that. Oh, wow. Um, I know one Get of them. Get your shit together, right? Academy. Like, <laughs> like, Oscars, so white. Yeah. And then big controversy about Oscars, so white, and that one year, then it'll be like, all the, yeah. Yeah. All the black people nominated. Yeah. And then the next year, it's like, oh, oh, what? Yeah, we, we did it. Yeah, we did it that yeah, one year. We we, we fixed it, it, right? You want us to do it every year? Yeah. God, we have so many mediocre white movies to make, though. <laughs> um, and then it was also nominated for best picture, best director, and best actor with uh, Daniel Kaluuya. So that I totally could get behind. He was really good. So his good. face is mm, so mm-hmm. expressive. Like yes. his eyes. Yes. His eyes are like I was totally like. Mm-hmm. Fixated, transfixed yeah. on his eyes. Yeah. They were so... He he could say so much just with his eyes. Yeah. Um, it was the highest grossing original screenplay debut. So, wow. like, the, a debut screenwriter, highest grossed film ever. Wow. So, yeah. I just had a little throwback there to our last episode with my... Wow. 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 <laughs> um, I found this interesting. The whole thing was filmed in Alabama. And I feel like being part of, like, the, the um, American South, to film a movie like this in basically, like, a plantation house, Yeah, I feel like it must have felt, like, really symbolic and really, like, heavy there, I yeah. think. Yeah, just, yeah. you know, because especially when they go on to the part where it's essentially a slave auction, and then, you know, in this Alabama, like, plantation house, it's like, yeah. wow, yeah. That's, that's quite heavy. I didn't realize that. That does kind of bring a whole new... Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, Speaking of the Oscars, kind of the last little tidbit I'll bring up here is, um, you know, people who are, I think they're members of, like, the Screen Actors Guild, but the people who get to, like, vote on the Mm -hmm. Oscars, they're all sent these screeners. Right. It's like, here's a whole bunch of DVDs, like, watch these and, you know, vote on which ones you want for for the Oscars or whatever. And um, apparently a lot of people, and they say, you know, a lot of, like, the older, wider people didn't even watch this movie. That doesn't surprise me in the least. I think a lot of the um, movies that are voted on for the Oscars, the people have never actually seen. Yeah. So a lot of people didn't think that it belonged in the Oscars. um, And it's kind of like a 50-50 thing where, you know, it's a movie about race in America but also, it's a horror film. Yeah. And the, and the Oscars are notorious for snubbing, yes. for snubbing horror. Um, I think it was the Golden Globes. They even entered it as a comedy. Oh, really? Because it would get more, like, traction that way. Because they weren't up against as much. And they could, like, oh. get more, like, huh. awards or whatever. Well, and, it was sure funny. Yeah. Well, and when it came out, because, I think because Jordan Peele was tied to it, they were like, oh, he's a comedian. It's yeah. a funny movie. Yeah. So when it first that. came out, and I was like, oh, I really want to see that, it was like... I was watching, like, the scenes in, like, a trailer, and it felt horror, but then I kept hearing, like, oh, but it's also, like, maybe a comedy, and I'm like, what is this movie? Yeah. And then I watched it, and I was like, well, that's not a comedy. No, like, I not don't know at all. what's happening. Yeah. But I do have a quote here of, um, it's an, an anonymous uh, Oscar voter is how they've, they've uh, quoted this guy, because if I said this, I'd want to be left anonymous as well. One anonymous Oscar voter told The Hollywood Reporter that they felt alienated by the Oscar campaign. Instead of focusing on the fact that this was an entertaining little horror movie that made quite a bit of money, 
they started trying to suggest that it had deeper meaning than it does. Oh my god. And as far as I'm concerned, they played the race card. And that really turned me off. In fact, at one of the luncheons, the lead actor, who is not from the United States, was giving us a lecture on racism in America and how black lives matter. And I thought, what does this have to do with Get Out? They're um, trying everything? Right? They're trying to make me think that if I don't vote for this movie, I'm racist. I was really offended. Tell me you're not a racist without telling me you're not a racist. Like, yeah, I was just going to say, they're trying to tell me I'm a racist. Well, I don't think it's just this movie that's telling yeah, you you're a racist. Yeah. It kind of sounds like you're just a racist. Yeah. Thou dost if, protest too much. If you're getting really offended about it, it's probably because you're that thing. Right. So calm down, buddy. But yeah, so anyway, so that's all the details I have on Get Out. Um, tell me what your thoughts are. So a trend for me so far is apparently picking things right out of the credits right at the beginning. There okay. was, you know, the child chanting in Halloween, I think. And, mm-hmm. oh, maybe that was Pet Cemetery. Anyway, oh, it was Pet Cemetery. I've, I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's yeah. been something in the credits of every one, oh, okay. like opening credits of yeah. every one so far that I've, that I've picked out. This time, I saw Steven Root. What's Steven Root? Who's Stephen Root? Stephen Root is, he's got a red swing line stapler and he could burn down the building. Ah, really? Yeah. <laughs> was he in this movie? Yeah. He was big time in this movie. Oh, was he the blind guy? Yeah. Okay, because for so, so the whole movie I was like, I know that guy. I just yeah. don't know what I know yeah. him from. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. I was, I was, I had this written down and I'm like, if she hasn't seen Office Space, we're going to have to stop recording right now and watch I've seen it. it because you made me see it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I love it. It's so it. good. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't always pick shitty movies for you. No, just usually. Just usually. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah. So I saw Stephen Root and I was like, ah! <laughs> In the opening scene where he's like kind of getting up and getting ready for the day and stuff. Yeah. Um, he nicks himself when he's shaving. And I have that written down as something that I felt, it felt significant. Yeah. And that's something that I don't, I don't have... I didn't pick up anything that resolved that. It, yeah. It may not have been anything, but... Uh, yeah, well, it's like they always say, like, a like a, a filmmaker is not going to put something on the screen unless... Like, everything it, on the screen is intentional. Right, it means and it's something. it's like, what, why... Yeah, yeah and I, I, I didn't I didn't understand why he nicked himself, so yeah. Any, any of the, like, maybe three people now who are listening to us um, who are horror buffs... Everybody's going to hate me by the end of this, because I just maybe just didn't <laughs> get it. Um, so, I I know Allison Williams from Girls. Okay. Where she plays a snotty oh, nerd. She? Yeah, she's, okay. she's not, a, she's not no. a nice person. This was her first film. Oh, really? Yeah, every, she'd done TV all before that. Um, she... I tried really hard to like girls. It felt like something I was supposed to like, and I just don't. Yeah, I, I, I never watched it. And now Lena Dun- Dunham can kind of go fuck herself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she played Marnie in Girls. Okay. Um, I have a note that Chris's fixation on the deer that they hit on the way out felt significant. Yep. That one sure did resolve. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, the symbolism of the deer plays through the whole yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one wasn't lost on yeah. me. So I felt a little smart. Okay, there um, you go. <laughs> smart when I... Yeah, he was really, really... They they hit this deer and he was like quite fixated on it for yeah. a minute there. Like he had to go find it. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, 
it made me jump when when they hit the deer. Oh yeah, for I sure. uh, almost almost exactly two years ago now, uh, we hit a deer when oh, we were yeah, driving home from right. my sister's place, um, a couple hours away. I mean, I'm my family's all from the country. That should yeah. be like it's a rite of passage, but <laughs> yeah. it's still like. I still can just picture it when yeah. I close oh, my eyes. Yeah. So, um, so that definitely made me jump. Yeah. Um, the scene where the and the, so then the cop is there when they yes. they hit the deer and the cop comes, um, and at first mm-hmm. it feels like this like I didn't know how to feel about that scene where where the cops asking. Chris for his ID. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to. She, you know, she fights. Yeah, with yeah. it. And at first, at first, I all I already had mixed feelings right off the bat on that scene because I'm like, oh, white savior, yes. you know, like yes. white lady standing up for the for the black guy. Yeah. But then also it was like, yeah, that's right. He doesn't have to give you his license. And I, you know, was was yeah. all yeah. like amped up about that. Yeah. And then it becomes clear later. The reason. Yeah, um, I I didn't pick up on that the first time watching the movie. I was just like, hey, like, white lady, like, you don't have to, like, stand up for him. All. Like, he's a big boy. He yeah, yeah, himself. yeah. And, and he like, clearly oh. wanted to comply. He didn't yeah, want to make yeah, a he's fuss. Like, he's like, and I, that, like I, I've been through this a million times. Yeah. Like, let me just give him my ID. And that feels like such a real thing in yeah, the like time we're living in is yeah, that you can see like, that, it's, that it's people are like, it. you know, do you fight and possibly risk your life? Exactly. Or do you just comply? And then... A little part of your soul dies, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But then, yeah, like on this re- on this last watching, it's like, oh, she doesn't want like a paper trail yeah, of where she's been. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Doesn't want anybody to. Uh... And I mean, I so part of what I knew beforehand was that she was in on it too. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I oh, I, I, I had heard. It for you then, yeah, right? yeah. So so. Even though I knew that vaguely, I didn't know like how it all Uh played out or whatever, but I knew that she was not innocent. Oh, okay. Um, And yeah, that is maybe largely what kind of made me not like mind blown is because I did know that she was, she was not an innocent. Yeah, because I, I like, I don't know. It's kind of one of those things where like, there's some movies where people are like, I knew it, or I could see this coming from a mile away, but when that, when she was like, you know I can't give you the keys. I was was just going to say, what? Um, I kind of put that out of my mind, or I tried to, and definitely that's the scene that I would have, um, before the, before she said, you know I can't give you the keys, the digging through her purse for the keys would have. Oh, Yeah. Would have yeah set me off because that scene where I'm like, I see it coming yeah. there. I feel like in that scene I was still like, I bet the dad took the keys. Mm. Like I'm just really bad at like seeing <laughs> stuff like that. I don't know. <laughs> I definitely am realizing more and more how important the soundtrack is mm-hmm. to a horror movie. Yep. Like all of the ones that we've watched so far. I guess I don't know. I, Shaun of the Dead is kind of in a different category, yeah. but all of the, like the the horror horror yes. ones that I've watched yeah. so far. It has so much been about the music yep. and the music sets the scene so much. Yeah. Um I'd be curious to watch it without the yeah. the yeah. music just to I don't know, just mm-hmm. to see if it it hits the same. Yeah. Um Oh my god, when 
Chris and I just lost her name. The girlfriend, Rose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is her name? Alice <clears throat> Williams. Yeah. Um, when they first get there mm-hmm. and like the dad's making some dad jokes and inappropriate yeah. comments and yeah. stuff. Oh, I felt the secondhand embarrassment. Oh, right? Like the, the, yeah. just the awkward uncomfortableness. I yeah. felt it in my Where he's bones. just like, you know, I, I want to be cool with you, but I also want to know like, I'm cool with you. Like, yeah. It's cool you're a black guy. Yeah. It's like, can you just stop, girl? I, um, I definitely like, I thought they did a really good job of writing that and yes. and how realistic that probably oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, yeah, somebody different coming into your family yeah. and, and your family wanting to to show that they're, yeah, yeah. they're woke. I, I would have uh, voted for Obama the third time if right? I could have. <laughs> At one point, he tells her, like Chris tells Rose, that mm-hmm. she's right. And the dad says, oh, you better get used to saying that. I just yeah. have a, a note here that just says, ew. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, that, that belongs in the other movie we just watched. Where it's like, yeah, the, um, old, the little lady, you got to appease her. Yeah. You know. I definitely picked up on the uh, black mold in the basement. Yes. I didn't pick up on that. Oh. Like, it, this movie definitely requires a second watch because I picked up on so much more yeah. this second time. Yeah. yeah. I... Uh, um, and he says something like, once you let it in, like, it just takes over. Or, like, yeah. You can never yeah. get rid of it. It's yeah. like, ooh. Yeah, and it's like, that has to be a metaphor because there's no way that these, even if it if it's real black mold, they're not living in that house with black mold yes. just a floor away. Like, it, that's, yeah. not, that's not how that works. Yeah, yeah. And then kind of the thing, and maybe you have it in there, but when, when the dad's talking about the deer, too. Yes. And it's like, yeah. oh, good, I, I hate deers. Like, yes. one last one. They're just rats. Let's just get rid of them. It's like, yes. mm, you're not talking about deers there, are you, Dad? I, uh, I definitely picked up on that. Yeah. Um, and then they have dinner that first night that they're there, and the yeah. brother comes oh in. Oh, my God. He is so uncomfortable. He is so gross. Like, yeah. I just, yeah. Um, this movie did a really, really good job of giving you just, like, unsettled feelings. Yes. It was very yes. unsettling. That's yeah. my biggest descriptor word for yeah. this whole movie is unsettling yeah yeah um but yeah the brother I was just like oh this is the most awkward right? dinner ever yeah. I want to not yeah I don't I don't want to be here right when the when Chris goes out the first night to have mm. a smoke yeah um and the handyman guy yeah. is yeah. running through yeah. the yard that freaked the shit out of yes. me yes and I I mean, it's it's obvious fairly early in that Georgina and Walter, I think yeah. the other servant's name, that there's something going on. Yes. Like, they're either brainwashed or they're robots yeah. or yeah. zombies or something. something. Yeah. There's something. Um, so, yeah. So, that scene where he runs through the yard, mm-hmm. I'm just like, that is some freaky-ass shit. That is one scene, though, where I feel like... I don't get it. I, why, why is he just charging at him and the last minute he just like takes a turn? Like what, what, is, what is that? What is happening? I, I feel like I got it a little bit mm-hmm. at the end. I don't know that it has to do like my thoughts on it. I don't know if it's to do specifically with him running at Chris mm-hmm. or just running. 
Because his whole storyline, because he ended up being the grandpa. Right. Right? So, the grandpa lost the Olympics to somebody who was faster. So, that's why he wanted his body was because he was fast. Oh, I forgot about Uh, that. Yes. Yeah. So, so he's running because he wants to be fast. Because he can do it. Because he can do it. Yeah. Yeah, That's what he wanted that body for. Okay. So... Yeah, so that's what okay. I picked up from that. But I, and I don't know if if running towards Chris was significant or mm. he was just like he was running and then oh shit he's in the way or yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, and then you find out at the end that essentially the rich white people's brains have been transplanted into the ideal bodies yeah, yeah. body. And so this is one thing that kind of that I just. That was kind of like a, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, if essentially it's somebody else's brain, mm-hmm. why do they act so weird? Like, wouldn't they just act like a normal, like that person who was the consciousness? Yeah, well, I think that they do say that, like, the the original person... Like the like the person whose body it is. There's like a little a piece li- of them in there. So maybe the the transplanted brain is just not can't fully take over. Yeah, okay. yeah. And then like, I, I, I do okay. notice kind of like sometimes the way like Georgina looks in the mirror or whatnot. I think it's kind of like her brain is white, but she, her body is black, and so she's still kind of trying to get used to like like the way Georgina wears her hair. I feel like that is. A white, a, a white person that doesn't know how to deal with black Could hair. Be, yeah. and she's, it's, a, it's a wig, though, I'm sure, because it's Is covering it? up her scar. Because oh, yeah, the, that's right, the that's men right. wear hats and she oh, wears a wig. Oh, see, you picked up. So I didn't. But yeah, that's right. Um, okay. Yeah. But, but I can, but, I can a, get a behind of it. It's like, yeah, like I'm a white person and I don't really know. I know how to use this body for like running and stuff. Yeah. But I, don't I don't know, know how, how to be person. A, I don't know how to be a black person. Yeah. Okay. I can. I can concede to that. (laughs) Oh, and I have a note right off the bat about the tea stirring. Oh, yeah. Because even before she gets, like, even before you're in her, in the mom's office where she's trying to hypnotize him. And, like, to me it was very obvious right away that the tea stirring is how she was hypnotizing people. But even before that, there's a scene where they're outside and they're drinking, like, iced tea and she's stirring her yeah. iced tea and she yeah. even stirs that very yeah. deliberately. Yeah. And right as soon as... I'm like, there is something. Yeah. Oh, I was I was surprised at how quickly she got to him. Yes. Um, yeah. I just... I, I was like, mm, that didn't take long. Yeah. It felt very, like, Stepford Wives For to sure. Me. Yes, absolutely. Like, yeah, reverse Stepford Wives yeah. almost or something. Yeah. And I just had a note here that, like, I know this is all fiction and stuff, but can you imagine being hypnotized against your will? That feels so violating. Yes, like it just it felt felt so gross to me. Just like so violating. Have you ever been Um, hypnotized? I was. I attempted to be hypnotized once. Okay. It didn't work, and I think it's just straight up because I cannot turn my brain off. There is yeah. never, like, you know, they tell you clear your mind or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting there thinking, is this going to work? I hope this works. I kind of want this to work. Like, you know, yeah. my mind is so... Yeah, for sure. I just can't... It's always going. Can't turn it off. Yeah. I mean, and if nothing else, there's some song going on. Oh, probably, there, right? yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, at the at the party when there's so much like I know a black guy oh, talk. God, it's it's, so, it's the it's same so as the awkward gross. dad jokes and stuff. Yeah. It's just like it does such a good job of making you feel uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. And and how like we feel uncomfortable watching it being like woke or I, I wish I wish there's a better word for that because it's so overused I hate it but I but yeah. it, it gets the point across. it does like, yes. like we we watch that and we're like oh that's really gross like stop being gross but then like imagine being Chris and that's just his everyday life I learned something on a podcast this oh. week I can't even think what podcast it was now but I learned that Erica Badu uh-huh. it was armchair expert oh, okay um he was interviewing Mark Ronson and they were talking oh, music okay. stuff yeah uh, Erica Badu was the first person to use the term woke. Really? Yeah. Oh. And I it, in that. a song. And oh, it had okay. slightly different context mm-hmm. than what it's, the life it's taken on oh, now. Okay. But, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Oh. It was just a interesting, yeah. interesting little tidbit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all the, all the, I know a black guy, like, I can't be racist. I like Tiger Woods. Right? Yeah. <laughs> He's my favorite golfer. Yeah. Let me see your form. And it's like, I never said I really golf. But it's like, well, if I win the uh, the auction, you're going to be golfing. So right. let me see your form. Oh, you, I think you just answered a question oh, for me. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> what were you going to say? No. Okay. <laughs> I've got it a little later in here. Okay, I'm going okay. I'm going to finish this yeah, thought. and then sure. I'll, um, When... The party, like obviously, there's something up with this party. Yes. Like you can tell right yes. off the right away that yeah. there's something off. But then when he goes upstairs and everything just oh, stops, God, so oh, creepy. that is so creepy. So the thing, the note that I have, and this was one of my "I'm not smart enough" <laughs> yeah. moments. And this, I actually was going to ask you about it because okay. I'm like, I don't, I don't know why I don't get this. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's got to be something that's just not clicking in my head. Yeah. Is that what the bingo scene was? Yes. Was that the auction? Yes. Okay, I could not figure out what the fuck they were doing. And I was oh, like... Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I just... I couldn't... Yeah, I think they had to make it like a silent auction because Chris and Rose were like on the ground. So yeah. So they couldn't just see them like... Hey, but I, I, I guess I thought that it was already decided oh, who okay. was getting Chris. Oh, no, they were all there for the auction. For, ah. for the auction. What's the word? Auction. Uh, it's not oxygen. Auction. No, auction. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I feel so much better. Now. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's, that's. I mean, but not because yeah. that's awful. Well, well, yeah, but that's why it's like, let me see your golf form, or like, oh, like the one maybe like felt his felt biceps, the, okay. and it's like, oh, is it true? It's, oh my it's god, or whatever. I'm so Cause, dumb cause, because yeah, they were yeah, all deciding yeah. like, ooh, like, do I want to even bid on this or whatever? Yeah. So gross. So. <laughs> Oh, I just want to cry in the right? corner now. Yeah. We need to stop. Um, <laughs> so now I'm relieved that I know what that was, but I'm but yeah, not. Yeah, it's like, well, I hate life for a new reason now. You even mentioned earlier that it was like, um, you know, auctioning off a, a slave, yeah. essentially. And I just kind of went, oh, yeah, uh-huh, not yeah, at all. Yeah, and uh-huh. it just, just oh, hit me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're welcome. I knew the phone was, his phone was going to be unplugged when he came back to it. Yeah. The way it was unplugged and then he plugged it in and walked away and I'm like, when he comes back, that phone is going to be yeah. unplugged and yeah. dead. Yeah. Um, that was some, some definite foreshadowing yeah. there. The girlfriend, Rose, uh-huh. I got mad at her because like, <laughs> she put him in this totally awkward situation and that gets like all snarky and mad at him when he kind of starts to freak out yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So then he 
like he's ready to leave. He could have got the fuck out of there. Yeah. And and she gets all snarky and so then he feels like he has to comfort and reassure yes. her and it's yeah. like yeah, that just, is some gaslighting shit. Yeah, exactly. Just so gross. So you talked a little bit about like the faces that Georgina makes in the mirror mm-hmm. and stuff. I found her acting yeah. so captivating too. Yes. The the nuances in her face yes. were so so subtle and yeah. so good. Yeah, just that little like silent cry when yeah. she's like, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, no, I answer no. to no one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um yeah, and like throughout the whole the whole thing, yeah. that scene in particular, but yeah. throughout the whole thing, her the nuances to her her facial expressions mm-hmm. were excellent. Yes. Yeah, for, <laughs> for sure. lack of a better word. Yeah. The after all the party goers go home, mm-hmm. the brothers standing on the porch playing ukulele, and it's yeah. giving me some serious like deliverance vibes. Yes. Yeah. Was it a ukulele or was it a mandolin? It was a ukulele. Was it okay? Yeah. Yeah, and even that, it's like, I feel like I'm supposed to take some, like, uh, like symbolism from mm-hmm. this, but I couldn't quite that, place it, other than just kind of being, like, just creepy. kind of, like, old-timey, yeah. like, sitting on the porch of your plantation, like, playing your kind I guess of, like, country. Me, yeah. 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 Um, that was one of the things in the video with Jordan Peele. I did go back and watch it again uh, after, yeah, yeah. just because I'm, like... I know I've watched this, but I just want to see yeah. what else he points out that yeah. I that I don't I'm not remembering. And somebody had said, "Well, the the tune that the brother is playing is this like Beethoven or Mozart or oh, something, okay. but slowed way down." And this and Jordan Peele's like, "Nah, he's just noodling around. He definitely doesn't know any Beethoven on the ukulele. <laughs> Beethoven on the ukulele. I love it." <laughs> so it's like, you know, there's around. all these fan theories about yes. this movie and some of them are are clever and yeah. even if they weren't intentional that it's like oh that's a good yeah, conclusion to yeah. draw and then some of them are just like get over yourself you're, you're trying way oh, yeah too you're hard. reaching a little yeah. far the imagery when when he goes to the sunken place when he's hypnotized yeah. it really pulls you into it you feel like yes. you're in there with him yeah absolutely. there's some there's some of the like cinematography mm-hmm. aspects of this movie that are so effective. Yes. I don't even remember the scene now that I think about it. But I have a note here that says poor puppy with a sad face. So a dog must die or something at some point. I don't remember a dog being in this movie. <laughs> but but if there is a dog in the corner of a scene for half a second, you I will, will find, find it. it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, no. It's just because Chris's puppy that Rod... Is oh, babysitting yes, and his yes, daddy's yes. never coming back. Oh and, god! Yeah. Okay. okay. I love Rod though. He, he makes the movie. Amazing. That's he is a, so funny. That's the 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 fan theory that I'll talk about at the okay, end. It okay. Involves yeah. Him. He's great. Give him his own fucking show. Right. I'd watch it. Well, that's the fan theory is that it is his show. Oh well. I'll, I'll mm, talk I'm more about that intrigued. at the okay. Yes. At the end, but oh, so we have more scalpels in this movie and slicing. Yep. You're welcome. But. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, okay, so clever that he figured out to put the cotton in his ears and then fake being knocked out. Yep. So clever. Yeah. Um, there's also some symbolism there with the cotton. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I had to yell at him 
out loud through yeah. the TV yeah. that he fucking took the cotton out too soon. The yes. mom is still in there. Exactly. She still can. Yeah. And I mean, in the end, yes, she was about to grab the teacup again and he knocked it out of yes. her hands and broke yeah. it and hallelujah. Yeah. But yeah, I was screaming at him, leave it in there. Yeah. <laughs> and at that moment, I started to feel panicky. Mm, like, yes. you know, yeah. like I, I really felt more like, visceral reactions to yeah. this movie than any of the other yeah. ones so You're far. You're starting to yell, like, get out, yeah. get out. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and, like, I physically felt panicky yeah. at that moment. Like, you know, I'm so conditioned with my rom-coms and my happily ever after movies yes. that there's a happily ever after. Uh, yes. And so at first, you know, so then I was wrestling with myself even watching it that I was like, well, he's going to get away. But no, it's a horror movie. He yeah. might not get away. That's right. We are not yeah. promised a happy ending. Absolutely not. And even like he does get away. Yeah. But it's not a happy no, ending. Like no. it's still a yeah. fucking bloodbath. Yeah. Um, and that's actually funny too that like this movie goes through most of it mm-hmm. without any blood or gore yeah. or anything. Yeah. And then the end yeah, is like really like ratcheted up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Super gory and violent. Yep. Yeah, I've got a note here. I'm starting to panic. Okay, I'm kind of freaking out. <laughs> so, so this is this this experiment that we're doing is becoming yeah. effective. I would nice. say I'm I finally like, like you know getting into these. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but yeah, and my next note is it looks like he's going away, but going to get away. But I don't trust that. Yeah, yeah. And then when Rod pulls up in the cop car at the end, I. T- totally thought it was going to be the white cop that pulled them over oh, before. Oh, yes, yeah. And I was so like, you know, he sees the cop car and he puts his hands up and and for a moment you're like, he's going to be saved. And then I'm like, fuck, no, it's going to be that white cop and he's going to shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I totally thought that. And then I thought, well, if it is that white cop, that means he was in on the whole thing, you know. Yeah. So so his last moment of salvation is going to be for naught. Or, you know, yeah. words are hard. Yeah. So the last thing I'll talk about with mm-hmm. this before I tell you my rating yeah. is, um, okay, no, two things. Okay. So the, the thing that I mentioned earlier that I was like, eh, I don't really, like, really, yeah. is the way that they wrapped it up to explain what was going on and how the, how the takeover of the body would happen and stuff, mm-hmm. where they did it literally like he was sat in front of a TV and they just mm. popped it up on the TV and he's like, so this is what's <laughs> going to happen. And then, you know, there were a few different clips of like telling Chris what yeah. was going to happen. Yeah. And I felt like a little bit like that was a cop out device to explain mm. to the audience what oh, okay. was going to happen. Yeah. And I was just like, that's true. Cause I, you know, Chris didn't necessarily need to know. Like if, if they're just going to treat him like he's just, a body, like, he didn't really need to know what was going to happen to him. Yeah, 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 exactly. So so I felt like that was just a way to communicate um, to the audience. Yeah. And then, okay, so the fan theory. Yeah. So there's a fan theory that the whole thing is Rod's movie. And because he's got these, you know, ideas of being so important with the TSA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he... he is the one at the beginning saying, like, don't go out to these people's houses. You're going to be turned into a sex slave. So yeah. then it's almost like his imagining of oh, how he, okay. how this would all happen and yeah. then him being the hero yeah. at the end. Yeah. And I'm like, I'd be okay with it being Rod's story because yeah. he does. He makes the movie. Yeah. There's there's always a, somebody that makes the movie. Like in Monster-in-Law, it was yeah. Wanda Sykes' character oh, yeah. Yeah. and uh, Adam Scott. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, and it was totally Rod in this one. He's T.S. motherfucking Motherfucking A. a. <laughs> yeah. I, overall, mm-hmm. enjoyed the movie. Yeah. yeah, there were just those couple little things that I'm like, 
Well, okay. So now I, I'm, you, ex- well, you explained the auction thing. Now yeah. I feel dumb for not picking <laughs> up on that. Seems like a pretty major well, thing. Yeah. Um, I would give this movie. I don't. I I do feel like I'm a little jaded from the fact that Fair. I knew that yeah. that um, Rose was in on it. Yeah. It was pretty clear from all the publicity for the movie and everything that the parents were going to oh, be sure. the yes. bad guys. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it was clear that she was in no. on it. No, um, I don't think so. Yeah. So I do. I I do feel like I'm maybe a little bit tainted, having, at least had an inkling of that. Yeah. But I'm gonna give this. Seven deer heads out of ten. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Overall enjoyable experience. <laughs> I definitely got sucked right into it. Yeah. Like there were parts where I really felt like I was in it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, I am tempted to watch it again to yeah. see if I'm... Oh, there, oh sure. there was one one thing that I thought was symbolism too that I didn't uh, oh, okay. write down. Yeah. But I, I didn't know if it ever... Hmm. It had to mean something, but I don't know what it is. Okay. The lion stuffed toy. Lion stuffed toy. So in Rose's bedroom when they're uh-huh. sleeping, on the nightstand beside where Chris is sleeping, oh. there's a lion stuffed toy. Right. And it's in multiple shots. And mm. he even like picks it up or turns it away or something right. at one point. Hmm. And I didn't know. Lion. Well, I mean, there is kind of the... Um, you could draw the symbolism of... I mean, I don't know for sure. I'm just kind of like pulling this out of my ass. But the... Um, the lion, if you were like a big game hunter, the lion would be like the biggest game to catch. And that maybe that's could be. kind of. But also, like, when I watched it just this last time and I saw him take that lion and like turn it away from them facing the bed, in my head I was like, does he think that's a nanny cam? And he wants to oh. turn it away. Because it's like, because is he like being paranoid about like, oh, I bet they're watching me. Then it's like, no, they're not watching me. These are good people. Hmm. So, you know, that's kind of what I was thinking. But. But yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know if there's a, an official I, thing about that. Okay, so I just Googled again. This yes, stuffed know. lion next to Rose's bed is because the lion is the symbol of Christ and, of course, the Knights Templar. Okay. A symbol of Christ. There you go. Because they're such good Christians. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what did you think of the ending? Oh, um, I don't know. I thought there was going to be some big like twist to the mm, ending. Mm. And maybe, maybe Rose being in on it was the twist um specifically though like like the last scene like where like when he's like strangling her and then rod comes up um i don't know yeah i i thought the scene where he was strangling her was strange i thought the strangling itself was like a very personal way to try and kill somebody Mm -hmm. and for sure um and that made me uncomfortable i'm like oh I feel like, like, stomp on her head or something. Like, <laughs> like I almost wanted to see something more gory oh, okay. there because the the strangling was unsettling. Ah, okay. Um, but then, yeah, but she seemed like she was okay, like, through yeah, it. She, like, yeah, yeah. Like, he was strangling her long enough that she should have been, like... Yes. As, as you would see in typical other movies and yeah. stuff, she'd be going, like... Yeah, yeah. By then, and, <laughs> yeah. and she wasn't. Yeah. So... Um, so something was off with that, but, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. What did, what are your well, thoughts? my thinking of the ending is kind of like, this is what I think of the ending. And then it's like, no, don't think that about the ending, but this is still what I think about the ending. 
first time I saw it, I thought, okay, that's a happy ending, essentially, for Chris. But I don't like, it's not satisfying to me because it's not realistic. Because if that movie were to end in real life, it would be a whole bunch of cops yes, showing yes, up and yeah. he would get shot on spot. I, yes, I, I had that thought too where I'm like, okay, now what? Because yeah. there's a whole bunch of dead people and he's exactly. the only one with any exactly um, connection to yeah. it all. Yeah, I definitely, definitely, now that you bring that up, I definitely thought that, that I was like, yeah, just, just now what? Like, how, how are they going to explain this away? Yeah. How are they going to... Like, is he going to, like, run away in the night and disappear or something? Yeah. Which he could do yeah, because and no one knew he was there except for Rod. Right. And True. anyone that did know that he was there is dead. Yeah. But Rod did tell the other police and stuff, and maybe if all these dead bodies turn up, they'd go, oh, something was Very going true. on in this, you know. Yeah. So if you watch, um, I don't know if you watched any of, like, the, the bonus features on no. the DVD. They showed the original ending on that. Oh. And originally, Rod still comes to uh, to save him. Nope. <laughs> what happened there? No, I think he was arrested. Um, but just arrested and, like, taken to jail. Oh, which okay. I still, I just don't, like, given what we've seen in the media, I don't buy that they would just arrest him and take yeah, him to jail. Yeah. But they took him to jail, and then they show Rod coming to visit him in jail. Oh. And he says, like, can you, like, just... Tell me, like, what happened? Like, we're going to get you out of here. And he was like, no, like, I, I defeated them. Like, I don't remember anything else is what he says. Mm. But like, just saying that because he's like, I don't, like, I've stopped them. And I don't want to, like, you know, to this for this to go on anymore. Like, I've, and, like, and Rod and, keeps, like, pushing him. Like, yeah, no, like, and, what and happened? And how are you ever going to get anybody to believe? Yeah. And he just kind of accepts, like, this is just, you know, yeah. where. But, um. Jordan Peele actually went in and, and redid the ending to the ending that we got because I think they said that when he was filming this, it was kind of just as like Black Lives Matters, um, like protests in, oh, there's one in St. Louis, not St. Louis, but somewhere in Missouri, Ferguson. Oh, I yeah, think, yeah. I think okay. Ferguson was kind of going on at that time. And he's like, you know what? At this point, our audience deserves a happy ending. Black people deserve a happy ending. You know, oh, like that's, I, yeah. that's not... You know, that's not what we have seen to be true, is to just, like, get a, get away with it or, yeah. like, not be murdered. Yeah. But black people deserve a happy ending that doesn't end in them being murdered. Right. And then also, you know, the reason why I'm thinking, like, I think he should be killed at the end. And then, you know, I'm kind of reminded, like, for me to be entertained, for me to be happy with the movie, a black person does not need to die. You know, like, I yes. can be happy with him. It's, in the end, it's a movie. It's, yes. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's fiction. It's fantasy. He can, he, can, he can go on with his life. He doesn't need to be murdered in the street. There are enough black people who are being murdered in the street. There are enough black people who are being murdered in other films. Yeah. We can have, the, we can have a happy ending in yes. this one. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. Well, so, that was a pretty intense one. It was. It was. Yes. This is going to be another long episode. We it talked will be. a lot. Yes. That's okay. We I didn't think feelings. we'd have that much to say about Monster of Love. Yeah, no, me either. But apparently, we have lots of things to say. All right. Well, yeah. next episode. So, next episode, um, it is still summertime, and we For have a to... brief few shining more moments. Yes. Um, so, we are going to celebrate summer with a little road trip. Who doesn't love a road trip in the I summer? I love road trips. You may not love the road trip I'm going to send you on. Well, there's one part of it that I know I will like. Yes. 
um, we are going to watch your boyfriend, Justin Long. I mean, he's not the boyfriend. I mean, he could be if you want to be. Um, <laughs> Justin Long, if you're listening to this, you can be Laura's boyfriend if you want to be. Just, I'm I, just putting yeah. that out there. Anyway, yeah, yes. But we are going to watch Jeepers Creepers. I, since I do listen to Justin Long's podcast yeah. faithfully, yeah. Um, he's mentioned Jeepers Creepers many times. Oh, okay. So it is something that I... I don't know anything, like he hasn't talked about the plot oh, or anything, okay, okay, so yeah. so there's not, I don't know anything oh, okay. about it, so there's yep. not going to be the same kind of, mm-hmm. like, spoilers about it. Yeah. Um, but it's been on my list of, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to have to watch this sometime, yeah. just because yeah. I, uh, you know, I've watched all of his lighter fare, oh, okay. but I've never yeah. watched any, and I think he's been in a couple scary movies. He has so, been, yeah. Yeah, I so. Another as, really good one that we might actually, I have to put on the list, so. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll watch a few cool. of his movies. So I will um, watch Jeepers Creepers okay. and try not to be too creeped out. Um, and you are going to watch a classic that even in your cold, dead <laughs> heart that, you know, has resisted anything that might be popular, I cannot believe you have never seen Selma and Louise. Never seen it. Never seen it. So... That's going to end. Okay. So you Buckle can watch up, I guess. Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon and a very young baby Brad Pitt. Oh, was this his first movie? Maybe. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll iron out those yeah, details yeah, yeah, at the beginning okay. of next episode. Yeah. But yeah, so tune in next week or yeah. next episode. Next episode. Yeah. And uh, listen to our, our road trip episode. That's exciting. We should record it in the car. We should. Just like brr, brr, brr. <laughs> Yeah. That'd be great. It'd be great sound quality. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so you can find us on Instagram at Love and Horror Podcast. You can email us at Love and Horror Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me personally on the Instagrams at Deanne Teresa. And I am at LMC Laura580. So I guess that's it okay. for this time. Yeah. So uh, thanks for listening. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And remember, all's fair in love and horror. Well, pee time. Yep. <laughs>